is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Well... I thought yesterday's show was very, very important. As events were unraveling, as we learned more information during the course of the program, and rather than just constantly looping the same facts and and jumping into gun control debates, that we take a moment to be human beings and think about our fellow citizens, whether they be little kids teachers, whatever. And out of that came, really, I thought, an extraordinary program with extraordinary callers. Policemen, retired policemen, people in the military, retired military, janitor, truck drivers, uh, people from all walks of life, all parts of the nation, which is one of the magnificent things about this program. The fact that we can all be at a national town hall meeting. And when this program airs on the East Coast and parts of the Midwest, the day's winding down. On the West Coast, rush hour is just starting to pick up. And we were trying to determine what do you do about something like this? And we spent the entire program on it. That wasn't the plan. But so what? And we talked about evil. Evil is evil. You cannot prevent evil. Maybe you can slow it down a little bit here and there. Maybe you can try and limit its access. That is, try and build, uh, well, fences around it, if you will. And we had a lot of, I thought, outstanding suggestions from people who were calling this program. We talked about them. We also talked about the fact that in various communities and school districts, different types of things might be tried. Uh, You know, something in Montana may not work in Manhattan and vice versa, but it might be effective in in your own community. Training teachers to protect their their students, might work in one place and not another. But we all agreed on one thing. Why aren't we protecting our children? Why is it that we protect our airports? We protect our airplanes? Of course, it's crucially important. We have an entire TSA system. We protect our office buildings. Well, some of them. And yet our school systems, I'd say 95% of our schools in this country, don't have any serious protection. Why is that? And why can't we come to grips with this? It's hard to watch TV. People wringing their hands about 
in America we this, in America we that. And as I said last night, and it's proving out today, there will be a number of heroes that we're going to learn about, and we have now, from an assistant football coach and a janitor and many others. And many others. That's America. Not the psychotic mass murders. That's not America. That's not what goes on in America. A football coach, a big man, but a gentle giant, throws himself in front of this killer to protect three students, three girls. And he's killed. Another teacher opens the door to call in the students to bring them to protection after the alarm went off. And as he's going to shut and lock the door, he's executed right there by the killer. Dead. Boom. The police officers are our heroes. The media and the left... And unfortunately, some talk show hosts, some TV hosts, they seize upon events in individual instances to trash police departments, to trash law enforcement. But that's not law enforcement. That's not police departments. We live in this this so-called reality created by the left, created by the media. It's not reality. It's not reality. And we brainstormed last night. That wasn't the plan. I didn't say, hey, let's brainstorm. People just started brainstorming and saying, yes, there are things we can do. And I agree. Yes, there are things we can do. And we don't even need Congress to be involved. Local school districts, local governments, if states want to get involved, that's up to them. And we talked about this, the quintessential essence of choices. So last night, we mentioned federalism. This is all important. And we need to take control of our schools at the local level. We need to make these decisions at the local level. I'm not out of Congress. It ceases, well, it continues to amaze me. Why we think if somebody gets elected to the House of Representatives of the United States Senate, somehow they're Aristotle or Cicero. Somehow they're really, really smart. Last month there was rampant sexual harassment going on on Capitol Hill. Now we turn to Capitol Hill for answers. I don't know about you, but these aren't great wise men and wise women of America. We talked about them. What else did we say last night? Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't hear from any politician when these horrific events take place. I said we have a moment of silent prayer. How about a moment of silent politicians? How about days of silent politicians? How about weeks of silent politicians? Remember that? Because politicians are about politics. Politics, for too many, is not an honorable profession. It's about exploitation. It's about creating emotions. So why do we turn to these people for answers? When they don't have legitimate answers. They're not down there as first responders. 
They're not in the classrooms. The answer is not in Washington. The answer is not by politicians. The answers are local. Now, we love our children. We love our grandchildren. Now, what are we going to do about this? Outlaw some more guns and outlaw some more gun devices? Which is ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. And unfortunately, at least partly tonight, we're not going to obsess over it, but we have to deal with it now. I refused to discuss this last night. I refused to take callers who wanted to discuss this last night. We'll discuss it somewhat tonight. What these politicians and media types are pushing with respect to gun control. How about standing for life? How about standing for life in the womb and life outside the womb? How about protecting our babies in the womb and protecting our babies who go to these government schools? How about we, we get into the safety, health, and protection business? And that's the point. We want to protect our children in these public schools. We need to put people in these public schools who can protect our children. It's not right to leave it to teachers who aren't trained. It's not right. They're human beings, too, and their lives are on the line, too. This isn't their profession. They're not in law enforcement. They don't know anything about tactical or strategic responses to terrorist attacks, to criminals, to potential mass murders. That's not what they know, and why would you expect them to know it? And so, this is part of what we want to talk about tonight. I also want to play for you what this remarkable sheriff, Scott Israel, had to say today. And uh, some of the comments that were made subsequent to that. So we'll be right back. I hope you'll stay with us. Mark Lovin. Sheriff uh, Scott Israel, not too long ago. Go ahead. So I wanted to start out by telling you uh, an Uber car dropped off the suspect at 2019 yesterday, 2.19 p.m. at Stoneman Douglas High School. The suspect entered the east stairwell, that's building 12, with a rifle inside a black soft case. The suspect exited the stairwell pulled the rifle out of the case at 20 at 221 hours and 33 seconds the suspect readied his rifle and began shooting into rooms 1215 1216 1214 he went back to 1216 back to 1215 and then to 1213 the suspect, the suspect then took the west stairwell to the second floor and shot one victim in room 1234 on the second floor. The suspect then took the east stairwell to the third floor. He dropped his rifle and backpack 
ran down the stairs. He exited building 12 and ran towards the tennis courts and then took a southbound turn on foot. The suspect crossed fields and ran west along with others who were fleeing and tried to mix in with the group that were running away, fearing for their lives. The suspect arrived at the Walmart store. He bought a drink at the subway and then left the Walmart on foot. The suspect went to McDonald's, sat down for a short period of time. This was at 3.01 p.m. and he left on foot. At 3.41 p.m., 40 minutes after he departed from the McDonald's, the suspect was detained at 4700 Wyndham Lakes Drive in Coral Springs by an officer from the Coconut Creek Police Department. He was taken into custody without incident. Today, we've interviewed between the FBI, the Broward Sheriff's Office, and a significant amount of investigators from many other agencies, uh, FDLE, a lot of local law enforcement. So over 2,000 people were interviewed, and we continue. This is a fluid investigation. We have so many facts coming in, some true, some unsubstantiated, some rumors. It's going to take a lot of time to sift through what's true, what's accurate, and what's not. He's a very impressive man. He's succinct, and he's thoughtful, and he's thorough. Um, he says he has some ideas on solutions in the future. Now's not right, the right time. I'd be very curious to hear what that is. I just hope it's not the usual trope and something that can actually work, which is to put people in these places like we put people in other places uh, to protect the children who are forced to go to these schools. And uh, if schools are becoming more and more targeted, it would appear they might be, then why aren't we doing more to protect the schools rather than the abstractions out there, the debates about abstractions all the time? Cut 19, go. I wanted to honor the deceased victims of this horrific killing. I'm going to do my best to pronounce the names accurately. Please forgive me if I don't pronounce the names exactly how the families do. But I thought it's very important. I want to pay homage to these families and to the victims. Carmen Shentrup, Meadow Pollock, Peter Wang, Nicholas Dwaret, Christopher Hickson, my very, very, very special friend who I'll miss, Aaron Feiss, Luke Hoyer, Alana Petty, Jamie Gutenberg, Martin Duque Anguiano, Alyssa Alhadef, Helena Ramsey, Scott Beagle, Joaquin Oliver, Carol Offren, Gina Montalto, and Alexander Schachter. May they rest in peace and may God comfort their families. That was a very heavy moment uh, on Levin TV tonight. I do a similar thing. I, I'm just very, very pleased that the sheriff did the same thing. 
these are human beings. They're not numbers. They're not statistics to be debated in Washington, D.C. You can only imagine being a parent and learning that you're not allowed in the school knowing that your child or your husband, in the case of some of these teachers or wife, is dead and you can't get to them. Now, there's been talk about this FBI, uh, that the FBI was told, based on a YouTube post by the uh, psychopathic subhuman killer, that uh, they really ought to take a look at this because he was talking about being a professional school shooter, that is, the psychopathic subhuman killer. And there was a, uh, a man that came forward and and reported it to the FBI. And a lot of people are wondering, okay, well, what the hell happened? That's back in September. It's reported back in September. What happened? What did the FBI do? How come they didn't find this guy, talk to him, and uh, and deal with it? Well, the special agent in charge of the Miami division of the FBI, Robert Lasky, he talks to this. And when we come back, I'll I'll let you hear what he had to say. Mark Levin, the fact checker of the left. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Now, um, here's the FBI special agent in charge from Miami. You know, they're trying to address this issue where the former or current uh, bondsman said, Hey, look, in September, I saw what this guy posted. He's talking about being a professional school shooter, quote-unquote, and I told the FBI. So what happened with the FBI? Go ahead. I'd like to take this opportunity to provide some additional information about the, the tip we talk, spoke about this morning. On September 25, 2017, the FBI field office in Jackson, Mississippi, received a tip about a comment posted to a YouTube account by someone with the username Nicholas Cruz, spelled... N-I-K-O-L-A-S-C-R-U-Z. The comment said, I'm going to be a professional school shooter. There was no additional information about the particular time, location, or further identifiers about the person who posted the comment. The complainant had provided the same information to YouTube. YouTube removed the comment. After receiving this information, FBI Jackson conducted an interview of the person who made the complaint. This person lives in Mississippi, has no connection to South Florida, and has no knowledge about the person who posted the comment. The FBI also conducted internal database reviews and open source checks. No additional information was found to positively identify the person who posted this comment. There was no connection found to South Florida. Moving forward, we will continue to gather all information about the subject as we try to identify his motives, his associates, and his actions leading up to yesterday's events. We are looking into his social media posts, his movements, his conversations leading up to the shooting, as well as any other indicators that may be out there. 
I'm a little unclear about this, Mr. Producer, maybe audience who can help me. Is he saying that it was a different person who posted it, or they couldn't track down and determine if it was this eventual mass shooter who posted it? They couldn't track it down. I find this a little odd. I find it almost a little scary that they couldn't track it down. Am I the only one? Is it impossible to track this down? How could it be impossible to track it down? I mean, before we're throwing around more gun control and everything else, shouldn't we figure out what took place here? And shouldn't we figure out how to protect our schools? Protect our schools. Protect them, damn it. School boards and school administrators working with the communities, working with local police, can figure this out. But there are obstacles in the way. Washington doesn't like it. Teachers unions don't like it. Anti-gun groups don't want anyone in the school with a gun to help protect the kids. Let's be honest. It's the usual, you know, aggregate of left-wing causes and abstractions and obstructions to getting something done. Again, it won't save everybody in every instance. We know this. We talk about it. There is evil in the world. There's evil in the world. But you don't have to succumb to it completely. No, we can't control it completely. But there's some things we can do, right? To improve our chances. All right. Joe, Nashville, Tennessee, the great WWTN. Go. Mark, thank you for taking my call. I'm going to get right to the point. We've had guns in this nation for 240-plus years. We haven't had school shootings in this nation for 240-plus years. Something's happened in our nation the last several decades. We've eroded our moral fiber. We have removed God from schools. You touched on it briefly in your call last night, and you were hinting around to what's wrong with having the Ten Commandments? What's wrong with having a silent? I know I flat out said it. You flat out said it. And the further we push this away from children, and we don't teach them to respect authority, we don't teach them to respect their teacher, we remove patriotism from the classroom, and we remove God, this is what is eroding their belief system and their ability to respect human life and the, their ability to connect value in who they are as an individual and those of their fellow mankind. Now, isn't it fascinating to you that this discussion that we've had yesterday and today that we talked about, you will never see on TV? You'll never see it. And what you were just speaking about a moment ago, if I may take just one more brief moment, this, this individual who committed this heinous crime was a loner. He had violent history. He was expelled from the school for bringing ammunition and threatening students. He has a history of mental illness. He talked about weapons and violence on social media. He tortured and killed animals. He posted this on social media, and it was reported to the FBI. And guess what his username was? His username was his real name. And they can't find this individual? That, that, I find this odd. Maybe Trey Gowdy, when he's done going after this guy Porter, wants to get to the bottom of that. Maybe Trey Gowdy can help us and get to the bottom of this. What do you think? Well, I would hope so. But but you see how trivial the media are and the politicians are and what they debate until these events take place. You see how preposterous they are? 
I There's do. a real world out there, and they're totally disconnected from it. It's disconnected, and this was a gun-free zone to begin with. What more laws do you want? Change your th- thinking behavior, reinstill values into our children, our patriotism, and the fact that we come from a creator, not evolutionary monkeys and pond scum, and you'll start to have children that respect their fellow human beings again. By the way, there's a fascinating book that was out almost a decade ago on this issue that you just raised at the end. And I want to tell you something, Joe. Guys like me aren't supposed to talk about this because we'll sound like Neanderthals. But I'm working my way through this book. You know, I'm reading like four or five books at a time. So I'll pick one up, start it, pick up another, then pick up the same one, try and finish it, get the other one. I just can't consume enough of this stuff. So at some point down the road, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, not because I'm interested in things that are provocative. I'm not interested in things that are provocative for provocative sake. I'm interested in things. Good call, Joe. I appreciate it. Dan, Avalon, New Jersey, Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead, sir. Mark. Mark, thank you for taking my call. Look, I'll I'll, I'll try to be as brief brief as I can. Yesterday they uh, interviewed the the uh, left-wing Democrat senator from Florida and asked him a question, uh, what can we do? And his answer was, I don't know. We can't stop a, a, a terrorist from getting a gun. These guys cannot think. These are our leaders. They cannot think. I have ten reasons why this thing happened. I mean, we have, just to start, we have a, a, a Kardashian, a porn star, you know. As, uh, as, as, I, as I don't know if she's person. a porn star. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. The goggle one there. We have a comedian holding up a head of Trump, severed head of Trump. We have a congresswoman in in California said she wants to see Trump dead. We have we have Steve Police going around, you know, asking, "Are you Republican? Or are you Democrat?" And he starts shooting congressmen. No, no, no. Steve Scalise was shot, but I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I, yes. They had a guy, and they shot Steve Scalise. But, I mean, hey, where's all this hate coming from? And then they, you know, the, the, one of the most famous things we're telling our kids, oh, they want to get Grand Theft Auto to see brain, brain spewed out after being shot. You know, here's the thing. <clears throat> we're not going to fix every known or perceived uh, imperfection in our society. It's simply not possible. We don't live in an aquarium. <clears throat> so we do the best we can in that regard, but we're not doing the best we can with respect to protecting these schools. We're not doing... I don't know what we're doing, but we're not doing enough. That's obvious. And uh, and and we have these obstacles in the way, and these are political obstacles. They're ideological obstacles. Now, this guy was a nut. I don't think so. I mean, maybe he had some effect on video. He was joining this white supremacist organization and so forth. He'd been expelled from school. This guy was a ticking time bomb. A lot of the kids said afterwards they knew it would be him. Uh, he was reported to the FBI, and somehow they weren't able to track him down. Um, I mean, this guy was on the radar. The school even expelled him, which is what a school is supposed to do. They can't, you know, tie him up and lock him up in the cellar. So there was a uh, there was some failures here, and that's what we need to get to the bottom of too in this specific case. But more broadly, some guy walks into a school. I don't care what the weapon is; it could be anything. Some guy walks into a school, pulls the alarm, kids are running out, 
and he starts blowing them away, and nobody has a weapon to put him down. To put him down. And that poor coach, he runs toward the shooter to protect those three girls, and he's massacred. And he's slaughtered. Now that's the bottom line. Put yourself in this position in this school, as a teacher, as a coach, or whatever. And you got a mass shooter, you got a guy in there, and you know what you're thinking. Damn it, I need a gun to put this guy down. But you're not allowed to have a gun. Why? Well, the union says this, and the uh, and the school board says this, and this one says that, and that's where we are. All right, thank you for your call. Scott, Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, how are you listening to us? I'm listening K-E-Y-S, I'm sorry. K-E-Y-S, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to see your opinion on this. There's a current theme or at least a common element between a lot of the recent school shootings, and that's troubled kids that are under psychiatric care that are under some type of drug. And if you look at what he was under, he was under psychiatric care, but he hadn't been seeing the doctor for a year. And it's almost like we put these kids on drugs without really understanding the long-term effect, and then the lid gets pulled off, and they act in a uh, manner that's violent. No one's looking at the history or the health of our children. Because I remember my daughter, when she was going to a public school, they were pushing her to be on Adderall or Ritalin because she had ADD. And we are hammering our kids. We don't know what the long-term effect is, and no one is talking about that issue. What created this guy? No, what people, people are talking about it, and I think it's an important point. I'd but like here's, here's what I'm saying to you, Scott. I want you to tell me what you think. Again, there's a lot of issues out there. Videos people talk about, movies, TV shows, drugs that kids are on. We go down the whole list. You know we're not going to solve all that. We're not going to solve it. We're not going to resolve all that stuff. Why? And, And by the way, those same people go into shopping centers. They go into grocery stores. Uh, they go into sporting events. They go into movie theaters. They go to plays. They do all these other things. Why are we not, I'm asking you, Scott, protecting our schools? Because we have a liberal agenda that's in there that feels that if we bury our head in the sand and we don't look around, it's going to be okay. We're, we're afraid to address the real issues. We're afraid to confront them, whether it be the creation through drugs or the lack of protection like we would through any of the buildings or an airport that we go into. Our most precious commodity or our children are left dangling. It's an ideology and a mentality that we fight every day, and I'm glad for your program. All right, Scott. Great call. I appreciate it. We'll be right back. Lovin. Chamonix. Chamonix has extended their Valentine's Day sale for one more week. Ladies and gentlemen, time to look your absolute best. Introducing the brand new Genesel Eyelid Lift for Droopy Eyes. Here's Mary from Fort Collins, Colorado. I don't believe everything I hear, so I tried this eye lift on my right eye. And the very next day at work, everyone said my right eye looked better. I couldn't believe it. Now it's your turn. Because today, this breakthrough eyelid treatment is yours absolutely free with your order of Genesel for bags and puffiness. And yes, it works for men and women. Plus, you'll also get the Genesel immediate effects for results in 12 hours. Go to Genesel.com or call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. But there's more. 
Order the next 10 minutes and get the Genesaw Collagen Builder and Deep Firming Serum, two bestsellers, also free for Valentine's Day. Order now and express shipping is also free. That's five luxury gifts, a complete beauty system for the price of one. Go to Genesel.com or call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. That's 800-SKIN-604. Now, some point during this program, maybe at the half-hour mark, maybe in the last hour, we're going to have to discuss immigration, what's going on on the floor of the United States Senate. But I think at least this time we're going to... uh, continue where we are because you want to talk about this and I don't much blame you quite frankly Ronnie Stafford Virginia the great WMAL go ahead hi Mark thanks for having me thank you sir you're a police officer yes sir all right God bless you thank you Uh, you were asking about the possible solutions and what could be done and instead of the uh, normal liberal response I think it comes down to a funding issue uh, most agencies and jurisdictions don't want to put up the extra money to put more uniformed officers and trained individuals to uh, control a school full-time. And you were talking about how we police airports and government buildings. It uh, has to do with school funding. A lot of them are stretched thin as it is. So putting... Uh, Paid police well, it may, it may have to do with school funding, but I also think it has to do, you know, I'll give you an example. The county I live in, officer, they want an 8% increase. 8%. That's a big increase. When inflation's what, 3%? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? They're going to have to get their priorities straightened out. The safety of the children is number one. You can't educate kids if they're being shot. You can't educate kids when they're being bullied. You can't educate kids when when schools are rampant with drugs and so forth and so on. And so the only people who really know how to handle these things are people like you. That's what you're trained to do. So uh, it's an excellent point. All right, thank you. Be, be safe out there. Tim, Northridge, California, Sirius Satellite. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Mark. It's great to be able to speak with you. I just want to echo some of the sentiments I've heard. I do believe that Hollywood has a great deal to do with how we've all arrived at where we're at. They've slowly, through repetition, decades of time, transported us from the time when we were young, and it was Leave It to Beaver and Green Acres, and now you've got hundreds of channels 24-7. Most all of it is violent. The movies are widescreen, high-definition, IMAX, violence. And uh, now, of course, they've added video games. If video games aren't violent enough, they need to put virtual reality goggles on while they're shooting up the place. And I think this is slowly but surely... But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's interesting to me. Not to be a contrarian. The guy who shot up the place in Las Vegas, he wasn't hooked on videos. The guy who shot up the place in Connecticut, he wasn't hooked on videos. I don't know any of these guys who, the guy that shot up the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, he wasn't hooked on movie, on videos. These weren't necessarily video guys. So, while I get the point, um, I don't know if that's the answer or not. Well, there's a 
fine line between genius and insanity. A lot of these people seem to be engineers and the like. So you wonder how could you be intelligent enough to be a potential brain surgeon, and at the same time you feel compelled to to act out this way. No, you're right. They're skating on the edge, aren't they? Well, I I don't have all the answers, Mark, and I don't think anyone does. But I I'm definitely no. tired of the narrative of guns, guns, guns coming out yeah. before they've even identified the bodies. No, I, I I'm with you on that. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number... 877-381-3811, At the bottom of the hour, we're going to add the immigration issue. Obviously not to this issue, but an issue to be discussed because these things are going on, if not at the bottom of the hour, the top of the next hour. I don't have any more to add to this, but you do. Because I'm looking at the calls coming in here, so I want to continue this for a period of time, as we did yesterday, and and launch this on our radio program. Mark, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the great KVOR. Go ahead. Mark, thanks for having me. I'm going to talk quick, because I know you can handle it, sir. High school, junior high, elementary school, the leaders are progressive-leaning liberals who are unionized. They don't want anybody messing up their attempts to indoctrinate our youth. Barry Satoro tried to uh, instigate his indoctrination back in 08 when somehow he found his way into D.C., and it continues. Uh, they just don't want people messing with their scenario. The fact of the matter is, if we love each other, look out for our fellow man, some of this stuff doesn't happen. What do you think about the fact he was adopted? I don't know that he had a father. He didn't know his father was. Uh, does this contribute to the psychoses, you think? No, sir. There's a million. Psychosis is a word invented by people that refuse to take responsibility for their actions. No, it's a real world word. The application of it may be by people who refuse to take responsibility for their actions. <clears throat> Respons- responsibility is key, Mark. 99.875% of America has a television in their house. 
one of your callers alluded to. Well, this to murderer does take responsibility for what he did. He confessed. He said he did it. Correct. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about society. I'm talking about the progressive liberal left. I'm talking about the people that are going to be pitching a major fit. Actually, they're probably putting it together right now. Michael Moore, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Colbert, the liberal left, pretty much all of Hollywood except for James Woods and Clint Eastwood. They're putting their narrative together. They're blaming it on the gun. They're blaming it on the right-wing Christian thinker. And it's, it's Well, I haven't done that yet. But uh, that may be coming. All right, Mark, thanks for your call, sir. Appreciate it. Darwin, Frisco, Texas, the great WBAP. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, sir. How are you today? I'm glad you're doing good. Uh, okay. Real quick, I was out of my, I was leaving my house this afternoon, and they put on there that the FBI couldn't find this kid uh, through YouTube. Pretty and scary, I'm isn't calling, it? And I'm calling uh, horse. You're, you're throwing horse. a yellow flag on that one. Oh, yes. I think that's a bunch of baloney. Uh, if you go and look at the Ube 2 policies, uh, they will kick you offline. They will kick, if you put They did. Video, they kicked them offline. Well, then they should have found them. Because they kicked my, they kicked me off when I put that, downloaded a song that wasn't mine. And they kicked me off with less than five seconds. And the point is, they know how to track you down. That's your point. Exactly. Exactly. They know, it, YouTube knows who you are and where you are and what you're doing. They should have known who that kid was, and the FBI should have known who that kid was. And that's a bunch of baloney that they said they couldn't find him. So find what it. do you think they're up to, then, if you believe they could find him and they wouldn't find him? What's that, sir? I'll, I'll tell you what I think may have happened. They're so overwhelmed with stuff. They get this thing about, okay, this guy says this. It's not a direct, we don't have any uh, actual person-to-person -person threat or anything like that. Go ahead and interview the guy that made the allegation, so forth and so on, and close the file, and that's that. I'll bet that's what happened. Probably so. But I, I, I'll tell you what, they, they get you off of there as soon as, as soon as you get on and you do something that they don't like, they get you off. They know who that kid was. They know, who, they know exactly who that was, where it was coming from, where the sir. I don't know that. But stuff you still didn't answer my question then. Why would the FBI, knowing who this kid is, take a pass? Let it go. Yeah. Just like they, could, they, they well could have. You know, they probably get a thousand of these a day. Well, I mean, you would think that uh, you would think in, in this day and age that uh, when kids in the school are saying, hey, this guy's a whack job, you know, you better alert somebody and tell somebody about it instead of keeping it to yourself. I still think they dropped the ball. I don't care how many leads they get. They need to check them off. They need to filter it down the line like that. All right, sir. I appreciate your call. Ron, Houston, Texas, the Mark Levin app. Go ahead. Uh, hi, Mark. I just wanted to say I, I agree with the last caller. They definitely can trace that stuff down because you you read in the paper all the time where where people get arrested for child pornography and, and they're able to trace them back to where they where they did it and find them, even if they did it at a library or if they do it at home or whatever. They're always able to find people. So I, I agree. I think the FBI just dropped the ball. It is perplexing. It's just very, very perplexing. Mm -hmm. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. John, Fairfax, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go ahead. Yes. Hi, Mark. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'm a long-time listener of your show. Thank you. I 
you know, there's not going to be one perfect solution, and you're not going to find a real solution that's going to stop it. Like you know, like you said many times, there's evil in the world, and they're going to get away with murder sometimes, unfortunately. But I have one solution that, that, that maybe is palatable for some uh, school districts, certainly not Fairfax County where I live. Uh, but I'm a, uh, an IT professional. Um, I work from home most of the time. I, I can VPN into, the, uh, into work and do my job. I'm also a uh, uh, card-carrying, uh, you know, uh, NRA member, and I have a concealed carry permit, and I've been trained by NRA and uh, to carry a gun. I also have a six-year-old daughter in the first grade that I. All right, where are we going own. with this before we run okay. out of time? Basically, I think I can uh, shorten the, the the funding, take care of the funding part, where if they can offer me an office where I can just sit down, it doesn't have to be whole office. Give me a table, give me internet access. I can work at the school, and uh, I can be one of those guys that helps to slow the guy down until the authorities arrive. And uh, if there are other volunteers like that. Uh, I, I don't I think, think you can do it with volunteers. I really don't. I think you have to be. Uh, you got. You got to have um, people you know on the payroll uh, who are vetted. Uh, I know you can vet volunteers, but if you're going to take this seriously, to me, uh, the truth is it's not that complicated. It's not that complicated to get the right personnel in these schools to try and protect these kids. Yeah. It's it's not it's not a matter of volunteers and that sort of it's a matter of a will to do it. And <clears throat> you know, I look at this. We have a will, the government does, to have um vehicle standards to reduce the use of fuel, correct? Yep. And that will results in the deaths of tens of thousands of people every year because the automobiles are much lighter, there's a lot more plastic and aluminum and that sort of thing and rubber in these automobiles. They're not what they used to be. So when you have uh, significant accidents, more and more people are severely injured and die. And yet we seem to have a will to deal with that because that's part of the environmental movement has been since the 1970s. And we don't even talk about the, the horrific uh, carnage that results from these, uh, these, these phony fuel standards, these cafe standards. So that apparently the government's prepared to tolerate. Uh, but what I'm saying is, because of the ideology, and it is ideological, we're not, apparently, uh, going to put, in most of our schools, the kind of structure that is necessary to protect our students and teachers and other people who are in these schools. And when I hear, how many more times does this have to happen? How many, and I say, yes, how many more times does this have to happen until we protect our kids? Thing, Mark. The only thing, as I'm saying, is that yeah, I, I agree with you. It, 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 as far as volunteers, I think most school districts would say no way. I can I can already count the objections. Uh, however, there may be some school districts that that uh, there are some colleges, for example, that I'll do allow students to, uh, excuse me, uh, teachers to carry weapons. And there may be some school districts out Look, in more. My, my, my attitude is, as you're pointing out, if a school district wants to do it, fine. Might work for some school districts and some for others. I was a school board member. I know what I'd want to do. And if I were a school board member today, and I would ask those school board members all over the country, even if you're in the minority, you need to start speaking out and you need to start taking effective action, or at least make the case for it, even if you're in the minority. This needs to be issue number one in these school systems, uh, not uh, you know whether Johnny can go to Jeannie's uh, bathroom. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. We'll be right back. Mark. 
Scranton, Pennsylvania, the great WTRW. Go right ahead. Hi, Mark. Thank you for your time. Um, I feel like I have a proper input for this discussion because I have experience working with school districts and judges and municipalities in Florida. Um, a big concern we always get when we come to districts and we try to set up emergency planning programs is people that shut the door on us, specifically because the moment they start speaking to us about these needs, they are insurance-wise liable for these programs and the amount of money and expenses that go into supporting these programs immediately can jump up from five to fifty million dollars depending on the school district and it's a very let me let me let me slow you down a minute if you think that's expensive the lawsuits that can be brought against the school district for failing to protect those students can amount to a hell of a lot more than that that's number one. Number two, um, how do you explain city councils and all the rest that have police officers there to protect them and to protect the audience? Uh, or, in fact, most of these city halls and so forth, there are police all over the place protecting these buildings and so forth. Don't they have insurance, too? They do, um, and it, it's a big concern for usually superintendents who uh, we'll initially speak with our emergency pro, uh, planning program, and then once they realize what the the costs for implementation, uh, for the insurance policies, and the expansion of their current insurance policies is what's the greater uh, pull away for them. And that's something that's a little bit... No, 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 no. I, I, I have to, again, there, there's clearly some expense related to this, <clears throat> Um but what I'm saying is this. All kinds of things go on in schools. We have schools are, are restaurants. We have a school lunch program. Somebody can get tomain to poisoning, salmonella. Who knows what can happen? Um, we have shootings that can take place in schools and do take place in schools. What I'm trying to say is it's a matter of prioritizing. It's a matter of prioritizing. You're making it sound like it's so expensive, it's so prohibitive, there's nothing we can do, so be it. We'll just sit on our hands. It's not true. Uh, and it, the cost is not prohibitive because, as I just said, we have 15,000, more than 15,000 local governments in this country, and many of them are protected by police officers. Many of them are protected by plainclothes police officers. seems to me if they can find the finances to take care of those facilities, they can find the finances to take care of the school systems, too. And a big example would be the labeling and numbering and uh, positioning for labels on doors and for rooms. You know, when you have a situation, A13 is a issue room, they can immediately quarantine the area and understand what the issue is. And those are the kind of mitigations that they're trying to avoid because of the extended costs that they see. And uh, even with uh, local judges, the expansion of medical and uh, mental care for county governments, uh, somewhere around five to fifteen billion a year, just to properly support the mental capacity that they have to see in Miami-Dade County. And I think what does this have few... to do with anything? 
Well, it's just to do with this fact that we are letting people down who are mentally ill. And at the end of it, this is where the end result takes them. Well, I hear this all the time. I'm not even sure what that means. So a guy like this, who who's had a nut job, no doubt about it. He's expelled. Apparently he had, he was on med- Let me, Sir, let me give you an example. I know of a particular individual. I don't know him personally. But this, again, I want to bring this up. This is an individual who's threatened me. He's been in and out of state facilities. He has been in and out of prison. He is supposed to be on his medicines. When he's not on his medicines, he is, you know, he goes over the edge. Now, what are we supposed to do with that guy? We need to put them in a position of constant care, and that has an extended cost that local governments and Well, we used to take these people and put them in institutions, and then the federal courts ruled in the 1970s uh, that that was unconstitutional. So to say we should put them in these facilities, one of the reasons they're not in these facilities, and they used to be in these facilities, is because the court said no. Mm-hmm. And no. people like this are roaming the streets all over the place. You can see them in any major city. Yeah. You know, um, I would also even consider how we work with dementia uh, residents in uh, care facilities. Right, so we're getting really carried away. Last time I checked, dementia residents aren't going in schools and slaughtering people. Thank you for your call. One topic at a time. That's all I can handle. Rich, Jacksonville, Florida, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, good evening, sir. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I want to put out a different uh, solution, maybe a little bit longer-term solution, is that uh, maybe we need to start focusing on the family. You know, today there's so many broken families. You know, young boys and girls are growing up in a single-parent household. Uh, They don't have a mom or they don't have a dad, and they're not getting that traditional family values. Um, even though society's changed, you know, uh, it'd be a really good change possibly to go back to more of that traditional traditional childhood that uh, some of the older people experienced growing up. I agree with you. People will say, well, not everybody raised in a single family turns out that way, which is not your point. Your point is that there's some fraction who might and do. I don't know how we go back to that. I mean, ha- I mean, we can encourage it, but I just don't know how we go back to it. Well, how, how would we go back to it? For the, you know, the president's wife, you know, getting out and possibly starting a campaign instead of worrying about food at the schools, worried about the actual family atmosphere, what uh, what makes up a, you know, a family in America nowadays. I don't Mo- disagree with you, but how much of that cheerleading is going to actually result in that? Well, and and that's part of the thing. It's you know, it's a longer term thought. Um, you know, maybe maybe it would, maybe it won't, but uh, you know. Uh, as a responsible parent, I think uh, most people should be looking internal to themselves for some of the problems their, their children have instead of blaming society. Well, in this case, them. this kid was adopted. Absolutely. So was my stepson. And I, and I don't even know if we know who the father is. Well, you know, we may not, but that also shows the... Uh, no, 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 but that um, that underscores your point. Right? Well, it, it does, but, it, you know, it, it tries to show a little bit of humanity with it, and, and that's where, um, you know, I, I think that uh, more people need to start looking internal. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not opposed to all these things, looking internal, working on the culture. I, I wish these things would happen. But the bottom line is, if I have to make a decision about my kid, we're looking internal, we're living a clean life, we're a moral people, maybe we have our nuclear family in place, I pay my own taxes. I take care of everything. That's not going to stop some piece of you-know-what walking into a school and shooting him or her. 
And I expect, if I'm required to send my kid and pay these property taxes, to send them to that school over there, and I damn well expect that school to be protecting my kid as much as possible. Do I expect it to be perfect? No. But I don't expect them to be completely disarmed. I'm sorry. That's how I view it. We'll be back. Talk about the Tea Party. We are the Tea Party. Call in now. 877-381-3811. You know, uh, as you know, I love our 2010 Camaro. But it's reached that age where things are starting to go wrong. Now, I don't worry about those problems much anymore, though. Not since I got extended vehicle service protection from CarShield. Getting covered by CarShield is a great idea. It's affordable protection that can save you thousands of dollars for a covered repair. A new fuel pump costs over $500. Replacing a water pump's over 1000 And if you need repairs to a control arm or a torque converter, now we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars to fix it. They even have plans that cover your car's computer, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield's the ultimate in extended coverage. They get your favorite mechanic or dealership paid directly. Sign up today. Get 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is in the shop. Save yourself from high repair bills. Get covered by CarShield like I did before something goes wrong. Call 800-CAR-6100. 800-CAR-6100. Mention code LEVIN or visit carshield.com. That's carshield.com. Use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. In either case, you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code Levin, 800-CAR-6100, code Levin, code a deductible may apply. <coughs> yeah, so during the break, I'm looking at cable, and we have to do something. we got to pass something in Congress. they got to pass something in Congress. Pass something. I pass in Congress. Now, this nut job in Florida, you think he gives a damn? He doesn't even know what the hell Congress is. So Congress is going to pass a law, reach all the way down into Broward County, Florida, and do what? And do what? We waste more time as a people, as a nation, chasing down rabbit holes. When we need to protect the classroom, we need to protect the sports stadium, we need to protect the malls. And people want easy answers. Congress, please, just pass a law. This has to stop. Pass a law. Pass a law. Fix inflation. Please, just pass a law. College tuition is too high. Please, pass a law. Please, pass a law. We need full employment. Pass a law. Please, pass laws. Pass laws. It's not a matter of laws. I'll give you my example again so the backbenchers can try and memorize it and repeat it tomorrow. As you know, I've said this for years. What's one of the safest places on the face of the planet? A gun show. You've been to a gun show? I go to gun shows. I like gun shows. They've got every conceivable type of weapon, old and new. All kinds of rounds, different calibers. Some shoot faster than others. 
Some could be concealed easier than others. They're right there. They're on the table. They got every type of knife, axe, shift, anything you can think of for sale. Large, small, uh, and other things. Martial arts types, tools, and devices. Have you ever heard of a mass killing at a gunshot? Have you? Have you ever heard of a killing of any kind at a gunshot? Now we go into a place that has complete gun control. Complete control of the house. A prison. You're not allowed to have guns. You're not allowed to have knives. You're not allowed to have sharp instruments of any kind. You're not allowed to have blunt instruments of any kind. You're not allowed to have any of it. Where would you rather be? At a gun show or in a prison? Well, Mark, that's because there's bad people in prison. Well, there's bad people everywhere. Take one nut at a gun show to do one thing that nuts do. And yet there are guards in prisons. Armed guards. There are towers with armed guards. There's barbed wire. They watch what you eat. They control what you eat. They control what you wear. They control when you go in the show. They control this and control. And it doesn't work in many instances. It's a dangerous place. Because they're dangerous people. And when one of those dangerous people is roaming the countryside, I don't care how many laws you pass. you got to protect yourself against that dangerous person. I have weapons in my homes. Not because we don't have enough laws that outlaw all kinds of crimes like murder and rape and all kinds of mayhem, but because they are evil people out there. So I'm going to protect my family, I'm going to protect my home, I'm going to protect my dog, and I'm going to protect my property. Whatever Congress does. Why aren't we protecting our schools? I don't want to hear about insurance rates. They don't even debate it. Here we are on cable TV once again. When will Congress act? When will Congress do something? How many more of these do we need? How many? What are you talking about? You want to stop it? Then stop it. Or do your best to stop it. You're not going to stop it all. We've talked about that many times. Evil is evil. But maybe you'll stop one nut, two, ten, who knows? Like these killers are... They're very concerned about the laws that we pass. When they're plotting to murder people. You think when somebody's plotting to murder somebody, they're going to say, let me see what guns are outlawed. I'll use one of those. No! It's not even rational, but it's emotional. And it works, these arguments. The arguments work politically, and yet our children are still quite subject to these horrendous events. Let's go to Dean in Hermiston, Oregon, on the great KFLD. Go ahead. Hello, Mark. You look good on Hannity. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. What, what 
You know, well, I am going to have my own show soon, right? Yeah, I was, I was seeing that, and you know what? I'm, I'm S- Sunday, you're... Sunday after next, starting February 25th, uh, I will have the first Life, Liberty, and Levin show. I hope you'll watch. Hey, I will. I I, I enjoy you. Uh, the only problem with KFLD at four o'clock, they go blank on me down here in Hermes. All right, all right, all right. We got we got to be nice to our affiliates. Anyway, uh, you know, I live in the Philippines part time. And over there, in all the schools, there's four or five armed guards that run to trouble. All of our banks, all of our shopping centers, everything secure. I feel safer walking around in the Philippines than I do here. And the Philippines has got a bad rap going right now. But if the Philippines can afford this kind of security, why the hell can't we? I mean, I'm tired of hearing what we can't afford when all we do is throw, throw money around in this country, the governments do, uh, like a bunch of drunken Marxists. There you go. All right, my friend, I appreciate your input. Conrad, Fresno, California, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, uh, early in the program you asked why, or a caller, why he thought that they would not allow teachers to carry in a school. And my thought is that the progressive liberal left is marching toward nullifying the Constitution of the United States because slaveholders wrote it, so it's a bad thing. And if they allowed teachers to carry, they would have to admit that the Constitution actually applies. And if it applied under the Second Amendment, then why wouldn't it apply on the 14th Amendment where it's, or had Jacob Howard said that, you know, you have to be, it does not apply, American citizenship does not apply to aliens or foreigners. And I, I think they're afraid of admitting that the Constitution is actually correct. You think they're that plotting? Exactly. As, oppo- as opposed to a, a general mindset? So I think there is this general mindset. I agree with that. I, I would, ha- yeah, I would say that. Like it's been happening for what since? Who was it? I, I listen to you frequently. And like since uh, Theodore Roosevelt has been moving that way, but lately here it seems like it's, uh, it's been accelerating to get rid of the Constitution. And that yeah, kind I agree of with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that because one lawless act builds on top of the other. Uh, we had the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals today in another lawless action by a circuit court that was uh, uh, heavily populated by Obama appointees as a result of his presidency. That again ruled that the president can't... Um, Control immigration because of his tweets, and they said so. They're based on race. So these are political decisions by left-wing hacks who are lawyers and dressed up as judges, which was the whole point of my very first book, Men in Black. If Conrad Obama, X, go ahead. If Obama uh, conceived DACA unconstitutionally as a presidential what memo or whatever, then how can a court stop Trump from overturning DACA? Because he's the president of the United States. I mean, it's the same. Yeah, you're, you're way too smart for them. Now, let me ask you this question. If they're going to violate the Constitution, the law of the land, it's the law of the land. Why should we listen to what judges say? Well, and who appoints... In, 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 in other words, I, I know, but my, my, this is an important point. It's a point I made in Men in Black. If, in fact, our our, our governing document is to be dismissed, mangled, rewritten by left-wing judges who wrap themselves in it, but wrap themselves in it for the purpose of defying it, 
Why is a, a, a judicial decision or a judicial order uh, worthy of the kind of respect, reverence, and compliance that judges demand when they don't comply with the Constitution? It's not, is it? No, it's not. All right, my friend. Good call. I appreciate it. We'll be right. Hold on. I can. Mark Lovin. Some exciting news. Simply Safe is a company that's been around for several years now. They've transformed into the fastest growing home security company in the nation. Now they protect over 2 million people, many of you in my audience. Well, they just released their brand new home security system, the all new Simply Safe. Now, this system has been completely rebuilt and redesigned. They've added new safeguards to protect against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, everything in between. The all-new Simply Safe was redesigned to be practically invisible, with powerful sensors so small you'll hardly notice them. You know who will notice them? Intruders. Simply Safe spent years building this system, and they added a great deal to it. But you still get the same fair and honest price, 24/7 professional protection. For only $15 a month. And with Simply Safe, there are no long term contracts. This new system is smaller, faster, and stronger than anything they've built before. But supply is very limited. So go to simplysafemark.com right now to order your system. That's simplysafemark.com to protect your home and family today. Simplysafemark.com. Dan! Portland, Oregon, the great KUFO. Go. Hello, sir. I'm a school resource officer in the public schools, and I have a little bit of insight on uh, some of the things that we do do to try to detect these threats early and possibly prevent them. All right. Go so for there, there is a, a program called the Salem-Kaiser Threat Assessment Model. I think it's been around for about 18 years, but it's growing popularity. And the whole premise is that if you look at a many of these school shootings, you will find that somebody somewhere had pieces of the puzzle, and if they'd all worked together, they could have seen this coming. And so the premise is that when we have a potentially violent situation in a school, whether that's a kid bringing a weapon, even if they don't threaten anybody, there's a level one assessment that is done, and we decided based upon that whether or not to move that up to a level two assessment. Um, And we're working with the schools, mental health, uh, juvenile corrections, police departments, trying to get everybody talking and looking out for these folks. And the goal isn't to uh, wait and catch them when they do something. The goal is to identify these threats early and then try to steer their course in a different direction. And how's that working out? Outstandingly. Um, it's hard to measure what doesn't happen. If you know what I mean, that's uh, working in the schools. That's a good portion of it. You know, I know, but if something doesn't happen, that's pretty good. But what do you what do you think about here? The kids knew who this kid, this guy was, this killer. The teachers knew who the killer was. The FBI was alerted to it. I mean, how much more can you do? Well, and that's the whole thing. I don't know. I can't speak specifically to that situation because I don't know enough, and I don't want to speak out of turn. But if everybody's saying this, the question is, were there multiple agencies that could have collaborated together and taken action 
to prevent. I'm not trying to. But no, no. But if they're doing what you say they're doing, you're supposed to be coordinating in a team effort, and everybody's supposed to know what everybody's supposed to be doing. Well, well, then what happened? Question: Is that happening? I have no idea if they're doing it there. But it's caught on here in the Northwest. I know, and I know that it's being used other places. But uh, but why why do these things have to be mutually exclusive? In other words, I have no problem with that. That's that's very, very important, coordinating information, sharing information, and so forth. But, you know, people do slip through the uh, slip through the cracks. Maybe somebody from out of town will come who you never heard of before, who's not on your radar. Certainly I mean, to me, the, to me, the closest thing we can get to a fail-safe system, and there is none, and we've talked about that for the last 48 hours, but is to uh, is to protect the score. You protect your home, you protect your business, you protect your country. Protect the school. I All right, agree. Sir? I think that we need to be able to protect our, our schools. I have some uh, some strong personal opinions on that. But mm-hmm. uh, at this point, uh, being able to identify is a safeguard. It's not foolproof. I'll, I'll definitely uh, admit that. Well, we know in this case it wasn't foolproof. <laughs> it was going on there. This guy was on the radar. Not that he would slaughter everybody, but although yet he said he was wants to be a professional school shooter. Does it get any? Uh, are there are there brighter neon signs than that? The question is, were there people gathered around in a collaborative effort that would actually take action? If, and that, well, apparently that's not. The question is okay, and that's where the threat assessment model comes in. It's about identifying and then stepping in and intervening before something happens. Yeah, I don't disagree, but sometimes it doesn't happen like this time. And uh, if there's a mistake, because none of these processes are perfect, there's a mistake, you need a next level of protection. And the ultimate level of protection is to shoot somebody who's shooting people uh, so they can't kill any more people. And I know this, this just doesn't seem to go down well. I don't know why. All right, Dan, thanks for your call. Jody, Bellrose, Louisiana on the Mark Levin app. Go. I am so honored to speak with you. So honored. Um, what I wanted to say is every time something like this happens, Congress wants to pass more laws. It's not the guns that kill people. It's the people who kill people. And you can go on the dark web, and you can go anywhere to buy a gun, whether it's legal or not. This is the question I have. From what I understand, this guy, this idiot and murderer, started shooting outside of the school. Did they not hear him shoot outside and lock the but door? But they may not have known what it was. They may have heard him. My problem is then what? You're running into classrooms. You're running into the basement. You're trying to hide. <clears throat> you have somebody who's armed and ready. They're in there waiting for him. At least that's my view. Look, what do I know? We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, 
everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Let me ask you a question. Let's say we passed all the gun control laws that the gun control lobby, the Democrats, the media want us to pass. And let's say it doesn't work. Let's say it doesn't work. Do you think they'll give us our guns back? No, of course not. They double down. That's what they do, whether it's health care or anything else. They'll never give us anything back. Now, in addition to, obviously, what took place in Florida, uh, I want to get into one other thing here, because it's being actively debated on the Senate floor, and it affects your future, and the future of your children. And it's, of course, immigration. The Democrats are all-out special pleaders for foreign countries and their citizens. They don't give a rat's ass about the American citizenry, the American culture. They just don't care because it's all about power. So we have a prison break now with the Democrats. They're running all over the place like a bunch of nut jobs, demanding not only amnesty for people here illegally today, all of them, but amnesty for people who may come here in the future illegally. And they get people signing on like Lindsey Graham, who is sophomoric, superficial, and yet condescending. So he's the worst of all elements. Susan Collins and Lamar Alexander, the usual conga line of buffoons. The president's proposal went down in a blazing defeat. He only got 39 votes, and of course the Democrats are thrilled with that. But the president's proposal was awful, too. And I keep hearing, yeah, 1.8 million citizens, but look what we get in exchange. We get walls, we get rid of chain migration, we get this. We don't get any of those things. Those are things that have to occur in the future. You don't just get a wall. Snap, there's a wall. The funding has to be made. Well, we'll have a trust fund. Oh, like those other trust funds that have nothing in them. Zero. That's a gimmick, believe it or not, coming out of Mulvaney's operation, OMB. We'll have a trust fund. You still have to fund the trust fund. You still have to leave the funds in there. Congress isn't required to do either of those things. In fact, Congress doesn't do either of those things. Well, we'll get rid of chain migration. How? When? Where? The president's own proposal keeps chain migration for a period of time. When it comes to parents and siblings, that's how we get to 11 million from 1.8 million. Nothing stops Congress from expanding that. So we're not getting anything in exchange. The way you do this is secure the border, get rid of chain migration first. But Mark, we don't have the votes. So then don't cave all over the place and give the Democrats on the left what they want. They don't have the votes either unless we give it to them. How is it that they never worry about having the votes and we worry about having the votes? How is it that they make their case as a unified party and we don't? Nah. There were two of my friends on the uh, Fox and Friends this morning, Senator Ted Cruz and Brian Kilmeade, and they're both my friends. And I want you to hear this back and forth, and I'd like your opinion. I'd like you to hear this back and forth, 
and I'd like your opinion. Go ahead. Listen, the plans that are before the Senate right now, I, I, I think they don't make any sense at all. Mm -hmm. We should not be granting citizenship to people here illegally. For, for whatever reason, you've got a whole lot of Republicans eager and, and, and to propose granting citizenship for 1.8 million people here illegally. So you don't even like the president's uh, four pillars. I, I, listen, that is... Four, hold on, four pillars... What four pillars? I don't care if he has three pillars, twelve pillars, eight pillars. It's not about pillars. It's about what how does the system work? How does this work? How many more times do we have to be burned? Call them four pillars? Call them four kumquats. Who cares? Go ahead. After where Barack Obama was. Barack Obama in DACA, which was executive amnesty, it was illegal, it was unconstitutional. DACA covered six hundred and ninety thousand people. Why on earth? Are Republicans trying to more than double, nearly triple that for six hundred ninety thousand? It's a more accurate number. It's a more, accurate number. But it's a more accurate number. All right, stop. It's not a more accurate number. We know how many people signed up for DACA because they signed up. We're talking about dreamers. That is individuals. In addition to those who signed up, that is people who didn't sign up. And who cares if it's a more accurate number or not? We're talking about two different things: DACA and dreamers. Legalization. Versus citizenship. We went from 690,000 to be legalized to 1.8 million to get citizenship with limited chain migration. Wow. Did anybody campaign on that, on those four pillars? Did anyone campaign on that one pillar? I don't remember him campaigning on that pillar. Does anybody else raise your hand? No, of course not. That's the Jeb Bush pillar, the Lindsey Graham pillar, the John Kasich pillar. Go ahead. Tell that to the steel workers. Tell that to the truck drivers. Tell that to the American people. We promised we wouldn't do amnesty. Or to the secondly, people that are on the list. And secondly, DACA. Well said. The people who are on the list. That is, the people who signed up for DACA. The others didn't. Well, they were afraid of signing up. Too damn bad. What are you afraid of? Go ahead. Under Obama did not provide citizenship. I, for the life of me, I do not understand. DACA was just a work permit. There was no mm -hmm. citizenship whatsoever. Why would Republicans be galloping to the left of Barack Obama? If because he, they want border security and they got to give to get something up. And no, you no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa. Hello. 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 All we do is give, Brian. That's what we do. We give and they take. We give and they take. They've made that abundantly clear. We've been burned time, time, time again. How about we get some wall and chain migration uh, elimination before we give? How about they give first? Given that they burn us every time. They burned Reagan. They burned George H.W. Bush. And they want to burn Obama. I mean, how many times do you have to bang your head against the wall before you realize, hey, you know what? I shouldn't do this. Go ahead. Oats. I Mark my words, if Republican majorities in Congress pass citizenship for millions of people in amnesty, I think it is quite likely we will lose both houses of Congress and Speaker Nancy well, Pelosi will impeach President Trump. He's quite right about that. Go ahead. And I got to say, if you wanted to design in a laboratory legislation to keep millions of people... By the way, 70%... That poll is done by a left-wing group. Seventy percent want what? 
70% want what? And why do polls matter? We're talking about governing now. Go ahead. Home, it would be what's being proposed right now. Let's right. go to the left of Obama okay. and give a couple right. million people citizenship who are here illegally. I think that's a, a real mistake. In exchange for a wall, which a lot of There is want. no wall. Exchange for a wall? Am I the only one that understands how Congress works? Let's see. That you have annual appropriations. First, you need authorizations. So, they get their 11 million, starting with 1.8 million. Then, they appropriate a little to start a wall. The following year, they say, no, we're not appropriating anymore for the wall. Exactly what they did to Reagan. What do we do that? Look what we got. That's one of the pillars there. Hey, they went back on their pillar. Go ahead. But, but you know what? We saw this deal in the 80s. The right. wall won't happen. The border security is like a promise of paying you. And by the way, Cruz mentions this. Why can't he get an answer? You know what, Senator? You're right. That's exactly what they did. Why won't? I mean, that's what happened. What happened in 2006? They actually passed a law, a freestanding law, authorizing paying to secure the southern border. Almost 800 miles of the southern border. I think they have funded 36 miles. That's the kind of deal you get from the Democrats, my brother Brian. Go ahead. Today, if if they, put, this, they put the money in a trust fund, it will happen. If they don't, there they is won't. no trust fund. There is no trust fund. <laughs> uh, listen, let's say there's a trust fund. Congress creates a trust fund. They go along, you know, let's let's do this for Trump. Give him his trust fund. Put the money in the trust fund. Then the next year they take this in or whatever they say. Oh, what trust fund? Oh, we're taking that money out. You can't do that. Of course they can. They do it all the time. This trust fund. What are we going to A lockbox. Remember that one? Oh, it's a lockbox. No, it's a trust fund. No, it's a lockbox. It's a vault. It's a vault. Go ahead. But that's not what the legislation does. It does it over 10 years. The Democrats understand this game. They know they can promise border security, and it doesn't happen. And you know what? The American people are tired of that bait and switch. Why don't they listen to this man? You know he's telling the truth. You know he's right. And I'll tell you why. Because they don't want to believe it. They want to get something. We've got to do something. It's just like this flood. We must pass a law. We've got to do something at the fair. We've got to do something. Well, but it's not going to... Does it? We gotta do it! We got all these pillars and everything. Gotta do it! I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, do you believe the Democrats... I mean, they're actually... Here's a... Here's an example. Let me see if I can find it here. Nope, 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 nope. I'm looking, I'm looking. The president's bill was not acceptable to them. So that kind of kills the whole point about, look what we're getting in return for this. We're not getting anything in return for it. Folks, here's the bottom line. The Democrats want this as a campaign issue. If they can't have it as a campaign issue, they want it as a real issue. Now, what do I mean by that? They believe in this stuff. You know, Obama really let the cat out of the bag when he talked about fundamental transformation. Fundamental transformation. So, what's the best way to fundamentally transform America? Change the citizenship. The citizenry, rather. Change the voter. Now, you have a bunch of morons 
in the Republican Party and some of these pseudo-intellectual types to, look, we're a nation of immigrants. And you, you, it's, it's just stupid. No, we're a nation of law and order and we're a nation of citizens. A nation of immigrants. Say you're a nation of immigrants. Are those legal or illegal? Well, it doesn't much, <coughs> doesn't much matter, you know. And then they want to humanize everybody. Except, of course, Americans. The sucker. Americans, we're not humanized. Particularly for the left, if you happen to be a male, if you happen to be a Christian, if you happen to have white pigmentation, I don't believe they're busy humanizing those people. Ray, Deming, New Mexico, Sirius Satellite. Go ahead, please. <laughs> this is, like, unbelievable. Hey, good evening, Mark. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, let me say this if I can. Uh, you know, I don't agree with you all the time. I'm like 60%. I listen to you every night for about two and a half years. Thank and you. I call, tonight was like my little checklist. You and I batted 100. You're a long ball hitter, Mark. Tonight I agreed with you everything you said. And I admit I screwed up by voting for Trump. I mean, he's after listening tonight, what, you, what Cruz said this morning on Fox, I screwed up. I, I, I admit it. And, and I, you know. You mean you screwed up in the primary? Is that what you're saying? I, yeah, totally. I mean. Let, let I, me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I'm serious about this, Ray. I hear people now say, whether it's my buddy, kill me, the four pillars, and this is the best we can do, and on and on and on. Trump never campaigned on this. Trump never came close to campaigning on this. And this was his primary issue. This was his big issue. Yeah. So why do why do the apologists they just act they just go along go along can't you support the president where you support the president raise rational objections where you have objections and still defend him against the onslaught of the barbarian left I mean why do you have to sell out your principles and your reasoning and your <clears throat> and your consistency Yeah I, I I like again like I said I agree with you wholeheartedly um, I I don't I don't I don't understand it either. I, I'm. I mean, I love Trump. I loved him, but but I, I know, think I was he's. Gonna, I agree. Ted Cruz. I was gonna. No, I'm not. You know, he's done some great things, but let's say let's say Obamacare and let's say a few of these other things. They only amounted to like five percent, six percent. The wall in immigration was the ninety-five percent hook that he had around my neck when he drug me off stage. Let me I'm tell you this. Here, here was his big mistake. That he flopped up so much up front to these Democrats that they figured we'll either go for the fences or we'll walk away. This isn't a business deal. He's dealing with, in many cases, very loathsome uh, political hacks who seek his demise and who wish to change America, fundamentally transform America. So why, so why would you flop so much out on the table? Um, I mean, I'm not even supporting what he did. In other words, I don't support even the end game with the 1.8 million. But why wouldn't you hold back on that? I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. And how do we ever? I can't. I, I'm, every night I go, please tell me, I'm. This is a dream, a really bad dream, a nightmare that he's agreeing with this 1.8. How? I don't understand his base. You know, if I was Cruz, you know what I'd say? If I was his campaign director, I'd go, Ted Cruz, 2020. Hindsight. No, that's not going to happen. No, you don't think so? To, no, and we're going to have to get behind Trump in order to uh, fend off the radical left, quite frankly. We're going to have to do that. And I want to do it. 
you know, there are presidents who've been a lot worse than Trump. I would argue that Trump has been, despite the uh, last four weeks, has been more conservative than either of the Bushes. Well, yeah. I'm not happy with what's taking place, man. You're not going to find too many national hosts who speak as I do. You know, they're, they're just not. That's why I talk about pom-poms and uh, rockets. There are some. Don't get me wrong. I've got some buddies. But I'm saying you're not going to find too many. Um, I, All right, my friend? I Listen, agree. go have a drink or something. You sound very upset. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care of yourself. Thank you for your call. I like Ray. Mike, Las Vegas, Nevada, K-Don, go. Hey, Mark, we actually identified someone in our family who fit the profile of one of these types of kids that shoots up their school. And make a long story short, we we alerted his family, his direct family, his parents, and some uncles and aunts that were more close to him than we were. And I tell you, man, they were just in complete denial. Um, they didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want to admit the truth that he had a problem. His social media was full of violent stuff and racist stuff and just horrendous, awful stuff. And he was a kid that was, you know, isolated from his high school. I mean, he fit the profile to a T. So not only did we get denial from his immediate family, my family got some repercussions from that. And that really, you know, they didn't. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just and they were the classic liberal social justice warrior. Oh, he would never hurt anyone. He would never do anything. But bottom line is, we rescinded that kid's invitation to my son's wedding because we were like, look, we're not going to even begin. You're worried. Absolutely, of course. And I'll tell you what, Mark, we saved that kid's life. And we probably maybe even saved other people's lives because that kid has turned his life around. All right, my friend, got a roll. Very interesting and very good. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. As I'm wont to do, let me ask you another question. Um, what do you think about Colin Kaepernick now? Mark, what are you talking about? We've been told by sports media, sports illustrated, sports broadcasters, how courageous he is. Courageous? Does this put things in a little bit more context? How is Colin Kaepernick courageous, a multimillionaire who took a knee? See those police officers in Florida? There's police officers like this all over the country. Outstanding men and women who are there not to harass you, not to discriminate against you, but to help you, protect you, defend your rights, defend your life with their own lives. Now how do you think of Colin Kaepernick with the police pig socks? So I would ask sports radio, sportscasters, sports writers, do you see what a bunch of schmucks you are? Now there's a few exceptions. Al Michaels, Stephen A. Smith, maybe two or three others. But the rest of you, this is why most people think you're as stupid as hell. You hold up 
Kaepernick? As a Rosa Parks? As a Martin Luther King? Is this a joke? Is this a joke? And all you kneelers in football, do you see why Americans of every stripe, color, ethnicity, religion, no religion, background, think you're such a joke? Because the real world isn't your world. The world of football on the football field, that's not the real world. The salaries you earn, that's not the real world for most people. You're condemning of the United States, systematic racism and so forth. We live in the United States. We know what the United States is. We're the people of the United States. It's not some abject theory. It is reality. I wrote a note to myself to mention this, and I almost forgot, so there we go. You know, buying healthy food doesn't have to be difficult or expensive. This is really important. Great food is just a click away at thrivemarket.com. Thrivemarket.com. It's a revolutionary online marketplace on a mission to make heavy living, healthy living easy and affordable for everyone, including you and me. And other, unlike other big box retailers, ThriveMarket.com offers all your favorite top-selling food brands that you'd find at your local health food store, but at wholesale prices. <coughs> Plus, they deliver everything conveniently to your doorstep. Listen to this. For 25 to 50% below retail prices. This isn't some hippie thing or whatever. This is good stuff. This is important stuff. It's the kind of food you're going to enjoy. ThriveMarket.com. They carry the top 400 brands in the organic food space. You can sort through their entire catalog by 90 values. Now, what does that mean? Okay, give you some examples. Non-GMO, certified organic, dairy-free, gluten-free, vegan, paleo, whatever you like. Now, I'm a new customer. My family, new customer. I'm a new customer of ThriveMarket.com. It's been a a game changer, which is why I'm excited about this limited time offer that ThriveMarket.com is made available only to you, my listeners. Get a 30-day free trial, 25% off your first order. That's a big deal. 30-day free trial, 25% off your first order. Go get it. Go to ThriveMarket.com slash Mark. I worked out this deal with the people who own this company. Seriously, it's thrivemarket.com slash mark. It's an unbelievable deal. 25% off your first order and a 30-day trial. Go to thrivemarket.com slash mark. Do it right now. Do it today. Thrivemarket.com slash mark. All right, you folks need to do more talking. I need to do more listening right now. Let's go to Michael, Aurora, Colorado, on the Mark Levin app. Go ahead. Good evening, Michael? Mark. Yes, sir. Um, All right. Go I have, for it. Yes, I'm here. Go right ahead. Um, I'm just wondering if uh, we can start making inventions on firearms. You know, that Kate Steinland case in California. If Stein they would have Kate Steinland. Kate Steinland. 
Go ahead. Kate Steinle, yes, sir. If there was a uh, recording device as soon as the firearm was triggered to tell where the gun was pointed, whether it was pointed north, south, to the ground, in space, we could have found out if that was an accident or not. That's the first idea I have. The second what, what, one. Well, hold on. Whoa, whoa. How is that going to prove anything? Well, if the, the firearm goes off, and if it can tell where the sir, let me tell you a little. Let me let me tell you a little secret. If you shoot a bullet in the air and you're not aiming at anybody, and it winds up landing into somebody's skull and they die, uh, you've just committed murder. Are you aware of this, sir? Right. Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. And your videotape would do exactly what? I didn't say videotape. What did you I say? I said a recording device. Oh, a recording device. Sorry. That would be integrated into any firearm. I, I to... think this idea is so stupendous. I never heard anything like it. What's your next stupendous idea? It to have a GPS also integrated, just in case it goes into a vulnerable area such as a... In a cool. Integrated a GPS integrated where, sir? Into the firearm. And we would have a GPS. So what? The who would track all these firearms for you? It'd be a computer integrated system. So we'd have a computer integrated system that would track everybody's firearm. Right. I bet the Third Reich would have loved something like that. So they can and then knock on your door. Pay attention. I'm educating you. So they can then knock on your door. And collect your weapon. What's your third stupendous idea, sir? If somebody tried to dismember a firearm, it would trigger law enforcement. So that with these devices... So you want a gun that records everything, that has a GPS, and triggers law enforcement? In case it was dismembered. and in, May, if it Not dismembered. What do you mean dismembered? Let me ask you a question, sir. I ask you this in earnest, okay? Right. Have you been at happy hour? Do you know what happy hour is? When you go to the taco stand and get a beer? Well, you don't have to go to the taco stand and get a beer anywhere. <laughs> now, get off the phone, you goofball. All right, let's continue, shall we? Joe, Chicago, Illinois, the great WLS, go. Hey, how you doing tonight, man? How are you? Very well, thank you, sir. Um, so, uh, in, in light of recent events, uh, I'm, I'm calling. Uh, I'm, I'm actually a law enforcement officer in the uh, Chicagoland area. Um, I've, I've been a law enforcement officer for the uh, better part of a decade now. Um, still a young guy. I'm uh, under 35 years old, and uh, I get to sit back and, and, and watch um, what's going on and how it's affecting uh, the profession that I love so much and, and the profession that I've. Um, uh, come to care so much about um, <clears throat> you have all the protests and uh, the nonsense that you spoke about earlier with uh, people like uh, Mr. Kaepernick who uh, hates us so much but uh, you know when I when I look through these videos sorry sir you don't this, understand uh, he's very courageous uh, Kaepernick's very very courageous and uh, uh, I know this because Sports Illustrated said so yeah absolutely you know he's done so much to uh, to make a difference you know but, he's a social uh, warrior sir Oh, of course. And, uh, you know, I, I, I watched these videos from this uh, recent event down in Florida 
um, were those were those law enforcement officers very well likely and and the EMS very well likely stopped a lot more people from being killed and they did so um, by running in selflessly and uh, handling the situation um, and, and getting someone into custody whichever way was uh, was fit and they did it the correct way um, and, and they did it to a T um, and and I watched these videos from inside the classrooms of people sobbing in in relief as uh, the law enforcement officers. Uh, walked in you know to rescue them and, and and i guess my thing is where were the where, where are the people protesting now why are they not protesting us now you know tell me when they tyrant. rescued these these kids were they of all races nationalities and ethnicities sir absolutely yes absolutely and uh that's why you cops get a bum rap and i'm sick and tired of it the military gets a bum rap. this country gets a bum rap and i'm sick and tired of it and, I, and, I, and I'm 100% with you. You know, I, I know a lot of very, very fine officers that go out there every day and they put their lives on the line and, and they do so without uh, any recognition. Um, you know, and, and, and it's a shame to see uh, how much hatred we get. And, and I agree with you, too. I'm tired of it. Um, you know, and then, and then it takes something like this for, you know, some of these media outlets to, to look at us and say, oh, well, no, I, I don't think I don't think some of them have done a damn thing. Right. I, I, they may say something quickly in passing so they're on the record, but they haven't spent a lot of time talking about uh, the police, the police department, the uh, the courageous police, that this is what the vast majority of policemen do. You know, I'm old enough to remember when policemen were called peace officers. So, all right, Joe, thank you for your call, my friend. I'll just let the cat out of the bag on this one, too. My dad has been spending a lot of time, he's 92 and a half now, so it's not as easy as it used to be, spending a lot of time writing and illustrating a book for young people, little kids. And it's about police officers, what police officers do. And I'm not even supposed to be telling you this right now, because it doesn't even come out till next fall. But I want you to know this. And it's getting harder for him to do it, just because of his age. <clears throat> but he's written it. He has just finished illustrating it. And uh, it's absolutely beautiful. And it is... You know, he's not a Pollyanna. He's been around a long time. But it is, he feels, time for little kids to be taught in a book about our police. What they do during protests, what they do when there's, you know, trouble, what they do uh, during hurricanes, what kind of police, police in cruisers, police on, on foot police on boats, and so forth and so on. It's a beautiful little book. And uh, that'll be out. It's not even on Amazon, so don't even bother. I'm not even going to tell you the title. I've, I've jumped the gun here, but that's okay. I just want the police officers and their family and the country to know that people do think about them, and not just at, uh, at uh, times like this. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Here's some solid career advice. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. 
Whether you're dressing for work or dressing to go out, people notice the clothes you wear. That's why I wear Charles Tirrett CT shirts. We all love quality clothes, but until now, your options were pretty brutal. It was either high-quality, ridiculously overpriced shirts or affordable, out-of-style shirts that wrinkle the minute you put them on. CT shirts, it's different. They're special shirts. They're the best shirts in my closet. They're British-styled using the softest fabrics. They're the most exquisitely crafted, crease-free shirts I have ever worn. Tie or no tie, tucked or untucked, you'll get compliments in a CT shirt. And here's the deal I got for you. One CT shirt normally costs 100 bucks. Right now, you'll get three, three shirts for just $99. That's 60% off. And CT shirts come with free delivery, a six-month quality guarantee, and free returns. 99 bucks for three amazing CT shirts, but you need to hurry. Go to ctshirts.com slash Levin. That's ctshirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. One more time, ctshirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. All right, well, there we go. Let us go to uh, Aaron in Detroit, Michigan, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Hi, Mr. Levin. It's an honor. First time, long time. Um, I'm you. calling tonight to say that it takes a village to raise a child, and I've listened to a lot of serious radio today. I've listened to your show for years. Everybody's talking about law enforcement do this, government do this. What are we all going to do? And, you know, families are, are falling apart. We live in a world of craziness. And... For all of us, you know, if you're listening to the Mark Levin show tonight, you're probably a pretty good mom or a pretty good dad. Raising your kids is just not good enough anymore. You're going to have to raise about eight or ten more. And it's not going to be, yeah, you don't have to give them as much love as you give your kids. Maybe you just need to give them one percent, you know, but this kid. I don't know what this means. I I mean, most people, I don't know who this kid is. I mean, what what were we supposed to do? Can I t- I'm thinking today, so my five-year-old son, he comes home, and he knows the middle finger, right? Oh, I just lend the middle finger. Oh, you know, Bobby over there, the kid's not, I'm going to go call him Bob. Bobby, oh, he's got the middle finger, right? So Bobby's riding his bike up front tomorrow, you know. Hey, Bobby, come over here. You bring that middle finger over to my house and teach my son. Well, that's you different. Know, I mean, I, I've know, stepped in. The, hold on, hold on, hold on, slow down, man. I've seen situations like this. I've dealt with situations like this. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about Bobby. We're talking about some guy who's plotting. He's not even interacting with Bobby. And he shows up one day and he slaughters the kids. I'm thinking when, you know, everybody let the principal and the assistant principal and the police take care of it. How about some neighbors? How about some some, some dads? Some How about somebody neighbors? on the Internet who sees him, reports him to the FBI? Is that good enough? No, no. I, I, yeah, 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 it is. I mean, you can't do any better than that. You can't say, hey, look, this guy said I want to be a professional school shooter, quote-unquote. You better check him out. So if, if All right, thanks for your call. You have an idea. You're not going to engage. You're just going to keep pressing it, pressing it, pressing it, pressing it. Okay, I disagree. There's nothing I can do. Tracy, Riverhead, New York, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, uh, listen, uh, I... I can't thank you enough for everything you do, and thank you, please, the next time you talk to your father for his upcoming book about police officers. Uh, that means a lot to me. Um, oh, I will. Thank you. Basically, my comment is, is why in the world is Mitch McConnell, why did he open up and devote an entire week 
to um, debate in the Senate on legalizing <clears throat> millions, well, a, a million, um, almost two million dreamers. And he didn't, you know, after the school shooting, he didn't use any reason or logic and say, hey, wait a minute. It's this, this debate's not going anywhere. We need to have an emergency debate on what federally can we do to protect our kids in school. I mean, it's the federal government's job to protect... Here, 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 here's the thing. The left and the progressive agenda, dressed up as Republicans, dressed up as Democrats, it never stops, Tracy. No, that won't. It just never stops. So their priority now is to legalize as many as illegals as they can. And now there's a bidding war going on. Have you noticed, Tracy? Absolutely. How many millions of people who are in this country illegally or who would be in this country illegally can we make American citizens? It is the most grotesque form of politics I've ever seen. It's racial politics uh, being played by all sides. It's really disgusting. Tracy, thanks for your call, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I hope you'll check out Levin TV tonight, by the way. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.